All right, welcome everyone to another episode of Fresh Off the Set. I'm Brooke. And I'm Sarah. And we are so excited to be talking today because both Sarah and I, at one point in our lives, have been pregnant. We have. We have been pregnant. I remember it all too well. Um, yeah, and you're in the middle of all the feelings. Yes, right? that's the best way. It's like you just don't even know which way is up. All that you know is that something big is happening in your life. And we're so excited to have Kim Myers is going to be talking to us today from Intermountain Healthcare. And she's talking about a topic that is called peripartum depression, right? Yes. And I didn't even know what that was. No, I had never heard that term before. So I think it's something that'll be really interesting to hear her kind of describe because yeah, that's new to me. Because I'd heard of postpartum and I actually experienced it myself. I had more of like the baby blues kind of mixed in, but it's just such an emotional time in your life. And what I remember the most after the delivering my daughter was the guilt that I felt because you've got this brand new baby that's healthy and like you're so blessed and you're so blessed to have this new soul right. that gets to be with you. Yeah. But you're so sad and your body is changing. You feel like you're <laughs> losing your mind. I like <laughs> my anxiety was so bad and you have this overwhelming feeling of guilt. And I'm so excited to hear Kim talk about this because it's normal. It's normal. We need to normalize talking about this. And, you know, I think the more that women talk about it, the more that we won't feel so alone because I was similar. You know, I think the you guilt is something. I, I had I twins. can't even talk to you about that. No, but <laughs> it was a lot, you know, and it was, I always say it's probably good that it was my first because I don't know any different, but I think just any new mom, and even if you've had kids before, every experience is different. And I think it's so important for someone like Kim to really talk about these experiences and what people can expect because yeah, it's really hard. It's hard. And when you're a brand new mom, it can be that you have no idea what's coming. Or even if you're a mom for the second, third, fourth time, every time can be different. And I really love how Kim is going to be focusing not just on postpartum. It's the entire uh, from pregnancy all the way on through. The full spectrum. Yes. Because there is a lot that happens to your body, <laughs> mind, everything. So Amen. let's dive in. Kim and Carrie, please take it away. I am so excited to introduce our guest of the day on Fresh Off the Set. This is Kim Meyer. She's a behavioral health clinic program manager at Intermountain Healthcare and a social worker. Kim, great to see you. Thanks for having me. Good to be here. Of course. This is such an important topic. We have a lot of mom listeners, a lot of mom viewers, and I wanted to ask you about this term because this is the first time. I, I mean, I have had a child. She's five now, but this is the first time I've ever heard this term, peripartum. What is this word? Peripartum. So peripartum refers to the time um, just before, during, and after birth. So it's more encompassing than postpartum, which we often talk about as what happens as a mother or a child, like right after the birth. This is more encompassing of kind of the pregnancy, what happens during birth, as well as after. Okay, so the entire thing. Which yep, absolutely. it is a thing. <laughs> it's not just postpartum that we're worried about. And postpartum refers, if people are just hearing that term for the first time, postpartum is after baby, correct? Correct. Okay. Um, how, what risks are there for having peripartum mood disorders? So peripartum mood disorders, really like mood disorders generally, are very common. And so, you know, we know one in eight moms experience a peripartum mood disorder. And, you know, they can happen, again, during pregnancy. They can be brought on during the birth or happen after pregnancy as you're adjusting to to life as a, as a new mom with a new baby. Yeah. Kim, is it possible to have mood disorder the entire time when you're pregnant, you know, first trimester, second, third, and then also after. What about 
the entire time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, mood disorders, um, you know, related to pregnancy can happen, you know, can can be brought on for the first time during a pregnancy or after a birth. They can also worsen if you have a pre-existing, you know, condition uh, of a mood disorder already. It can kind of worsen the experience of that mood disorder, or it can bring on a new episode. Maybe you've had depression or anxiety in the past. It can sort of re um, bring that on. A new, for a new episode for, for a mom going through all that. Sure, bad. sure. That was my next question is I um, have suffered from depression in the past. So pre-baby, before I had my baby, I was worried that it was going to get worse, but not necessarily, right? I mean, is there anything we can do to prepare to prevent any of that? I mean, I think there's a lot we can do to really be prepared, take care of ourselves, start having those conversations with our doctor during pregnancy, making sure everyone's aware that that's that you've had a depressive episode before so that you can take those preventative steps and really, you know, the general wellness preventative steps that include things like, you know, eat well, sleep well, get some exercise, do self-care, do all of those things in sort of preparation or in a prevention aspect, um, but also be prepared to, you know, screen and talk about it and be aware if signs and symptoms start coming up so we can intervene as early as possible. Now, are we talking pre-pregnancy for all of this or both? While you're pregnant, obviously you want to be eating healthy, exercising, and then before to kind of prepare? Yeah, Absolutely. Just yeah. in case, just to be ready. that wellness overall <laughs> to both, you know, uh, manage any symptoms of depression, anxiety, but also to um, prevent if when possible. Sure, sure. I think it's really important that we make sure people know that postpartum depression, peripartum mood disorders, it's so common, right? So common. Yeah, so many women experience it, and for so long, it wasn't really talked about. And so when you do experience it as a new mom or as somebody who's pregnant, you feel kind of alone or like there's something wrong with you. Like we have this sort of romanticization of, of parenthood, of being a new mom, that it's it's this beautiful thing, and some people, you know, go to great efforts to become a parent, and so you feel like you can't have any sort of negative emotions or experiences related to that. Right. But it's so common, and, and talking about it is so important. So we all know that we're not alone, that it's typical that there's help and support available. Sure. Let's get into a little bit of baby blues versus postpartum. Um, what is the difference? Yeah. Is there a difference? Yeah, so like I said, like about one in eight um, women will experience like a peripartum mood disorder. Um, but most women will experience baby blues. And most we're talking women. about eight in ten about okay. women will experience. And, and some of the things that we think about in sort of differences is how long is it lasting, right? So what's the duration of the symptoms? So if it's like I'm feeling sad worrying a lot but it's lasting for you know less than two weeks then that's kind of where we categorize it in in baby blues if it's going on for two weeks or longer or the symptoms are worsening or they're starting to interfere with your ability to take care of yourself or your child that's when we start thinking well is this moving into more of a depression or an anxiety um, as opposed to the baby blues. And so I think, you know, one main takeaway for me, um, you know, also a mom and have gone through that is like, 
talk to somebody, right? Mm-hmm. We don't have to wait until it gets to a certain level of distress or a certain level of symptoms. Like, let's talk about it throughout those experiences so we know when to sort of pull those levers for the extra supports that we may need to manage these experiences. Sure, sure. Okay, so going back to baby blues, that's kind of just a couple weeks maybe after you've had your child. Is there any... Would we need to ask for help at that point if it's we just feel like it's just baby blues? How would we know? I mean, I know you said if it kind of extends into like a longer period where you're going weeks and months into not feeling great, but if it's just baby blues, do we need to do anything about that or do we kind of just get through it? Well, I think definitely, you know, going back to practicing that self-care, right? If you can get a break or take a nap or get, you know, really restful sleep yes. or somebody <laughs> can come in and help you know, clean the house, right? If you can do some of those informal supports that start alleviating some of those um, stresses, right? That that worry, that fear, that anxiety, that stress, that sadness. If there are things that you can do kind of informally in the environment or that people around you can help do Mm -hmm. and it alleviates it, then let's keep let's keep doing those things, right? Let's keep supporting uh, a new moms in this in this process. Um, but if it continues and the things that you do to take care of yourself are not working, then yeah, let's ha- have a call. Go into your OBGYN, go into your primary care doctor, and they'll do a screening to kind of see, you know, specific to postpartum depression. Um, and see if there are opportunities for more formal supports that might help sure. as well. It, I mean, you got to lean on your community and your friends and your family during that time. It's incredible even just, I remember my aunt came over and she would help with like a load of laundry or, you know, watch my daughter while I slept for an hour or something. Even those little teeny things you may not think make a big deal, but it helps, right? Oh, it's huge. I mean, it makes all it can make all the difference in the world. <laughs> and that's been really missing for a lot of new moms the last couple of years mm-hmm. with the pandemic where, you know, we've been kind of more staying away from people. And especially with that worry about a new baby that might get sick or, you know, whatever that might be, it's been even more isolating than it has in the past. And so really reaching out even you know if we're past that sort of perinatal or postpartum phase a mom that's given birth in the last couple years has probably had some struggles um and felt really isolated so yeah really re-leaning in that to that community support as we move forward sure when we talk about postpartum phase how long does that continue after so the postpartum phase, I believe, continues up to nine months after giving birth. So it can be a minute. It's yeah. not just like a couple months. Yeah. 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 Well, and so, yeah, you can experience those throughout that sort of first year after. Um, and so paying attention to, you know, your mental well-being, um, your mood, and noticing significant changes. And then, again, having that opportunity to talk to somebody about it if you're noticing changes in, in your mood, your ability to to sleep, which is obviously very variable that first year anyway. (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) Um, But to kind of carry out those daily functions, then yeah, can just get in and start the conversation. Okay, back to kind of the symptoms and signs, if you should be reaching out to someone. So maybe if you're less interested in like daily activities, you know, kind of feeling those symptoms of depression. What if somebody hasn't ever suffered from depression they have no idea kind of what that's like but there's what would be the signs how would they know yeah thinking about unexplained changes is kind of how I see the umbrella of of these things right so all of a sudden 
um, my appetite's really different. Like I'm eating a lot more or a mm. lot less. Okay. Or my sleep is really different or my mood is just really different. Like I feel really just sad and alone for longer periods of time. Or I feel like an unexplained rage um, or anger or irritability at things that didn't used to bother me. Um, so really noticing changes, right? Because everyone's baseline is a little bit different. Sure. <laughs> and so then just noticing those changes and how they're affecting, you know, your experience in the world. And then, you know, there's also opportunities to do, you know, free online assessments if you're not sure or things like that. Um, but really noticing, um, um, I'm never able to feel happy or but when it comes Mm -hmm. to like you know when when we think about postpartum or perinatal mood disorders as like okay this is something that you need to seek immediate help for we look for things like having trouble bonding or forming any sort of emotional attachment to your baby um, persistently doubting your ability to care for that baby never feeling good right you never have those moments of joy or excitement or, you know, satisfaction um, at all, or thinking about harming yourself, thinking about harming the baby, um, experiencing, like, really intense anger or rage, Um, or some moms can even experience what's called uh, postpartum psychosis, Mm -hmm. so really sort of thoughts that are irrational or responding to stimuli that other people aren't experiencing. Sure. And maybe this is good too for if you do have a partner, you know, family that's around you during this time to kind of look for those signs too. So it's not just all on you. You may just be so upside down on all your emotions. You may not be sure. So you can have people that help you too. that can say, look, I think that you're not really yourself, you know, so they can help also. So it's not, you don't just feel so alone. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's part of the nature of some of these mood disorders, right? Is that it makes you feel like something's wrong with you or that you did something wrong or, you know, that's kind of the, the, the lies that that the depression starts to tell you or the anxiety starts to tell you in your brain. and, And it's easy to get sort of sucked into that. So it's really important for, for the people around for support systems to be also looking out because just the nature of mood disorders makes it hard to take that step to reach out and get that help. So definitely having people that that step in and kind of wrap you up and and help you um, in that process is so powerful. Sure. Yep. Having a a team, a community. If we're feeling like we do need to reach out, do we go to our therapist? If we have one, do we go to our OBGYN? Who do we reach out to? So, I mean, any care provider that you already have as part of your sort of team of support, your professional supports, is a right starting place. If you don't know where to start, you know, I think that OBGYN or primary care provider is a great starting point and can sort of help navigate through, okay, what are the next steps? Like, do we need to start thinking about medication? Would therapy be helpful? Are there other formal resources that we have available? You know, groups, there can be really powerful um, postpartum groups where where women come together and again you don't feel alone you understand other people are experiencing it so your provider can help sort of navigate what are some of those next steps available and if you're disconnected from your provider or don't can't get in or can't reach them for any reason um, you can also reach out to Inner Mountains Behavioral Health Navigation Line which is at one 442 2211 and that line can help also connect into behavioral health resources throughout the state. 
That's incredible. And I think it's so important to remind people once again, it is so common and there is light at the end of the tunnel. And for me, medication and therapy, it was like both of those things really helped me to know that because I think when you, you know, after, at least for me, when after you have your baby and just your world has changed, you know, for good, of course, you know, you have this child, but yet you have so many emotions going on and you just kind of feel like there is no light at the end of the tunnel. And there is, we want to remind people that, that there is. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that first, you know, <laughs> it's, it's tough. it just flips your world upside down yeah. and it's so different. And, you know, your relationship's change everything sort of changes you you have all this like physiological change your hormones are constantly changing you know whether it be giving birth or breastfeeding or trying to get pregnant right all of these things just are so can be so sort of disruptive and and it does it feels like okay this chaos is is kind of permanent and and it's not right it finds you find a new normal and people settle in and and there's a lot of hope um but if you need help being reminded of that during that time, please reach out. Please reach out. It's, it's, it's you know, I look back and I, I laugh at a lot of, like, funny things <laughs> I did when I was so sleep-deprived. And, you know, you'll get through it. Hang in there. You know, we have, we have people like Kim to help, and we have a lot of resources for, for women who are struggling. And did dads ever experience this? Partners? Oh. Yeah, absolutely. Dads spouses, partners, other sort of caregivers that might be part of that um, that support network that are providing, uh, you know, care to a newborn child. Yeah, they can have those experiences. Um, you know, it's a significant change for a spouse as well, right? You're also probably somewhat sleep deprived mm-hmm. going through all these changes. The dynamic and relationship with a spouse um, or partner has changed, right? So there's so much going on. Um, It can be a grief process, and I think acknowledging that while you've gained something, you know, you've gained this new child, this new member of your your family or household, um, there's a loss too, right? There's a loss of of this old life that that was different. The old life of sleep. Yeah, (laughs) and acknowledging that, right? Like going to the grocery store by yourself. <laughs> That's like my favorite pastime event. <laughs> right? Going to the store by myself. It's amazing. Yeah, it's uh, it's good to remind people that, I mean, I think as moms, a lot of the times we don't want to ask for help. We think, oh, I can do it myself. I don't want to bother people. Ask for help, especially during this time, because people want to help you. And there's so many resources, and this is so common. I almost think maybe doctors plan on. I mean, I think with me, I was like, I'm just going to plan on. I'm going to need help. I'm going to need assistance, maybe medication therapy, because it is so common. Oh, yeah. And some people, you know, work with their provider to plan for, you know, what when they start taking medication or if they sustain medication throughout or after. You know, talk, have those conversations. And, again, this is not – any sort of like character flaw this is these are by these are brain disorders our brain is our most complicated organ in our body and of course sometimes it you know dysregulates and so having support to to feel better and get on the right path so you can enjoy you know moments of this this phase of life is so important and really you know we know that like when we look at like maternal death in utah 
half of those are related to suicide and overdose. So this is critical that we talk about this, that women and caregivers know that they are not alone and there are resources out there. Yeah. Because um, we need everyone. We do. And yeah. just know that this is, and I am no person to give advice other than I only know my own experience, but you know, you can reach out to me on social media. I will talk to you, reach out. I, I am not a professional, but I just want people to know that there are resources and you're not alone and there's not something wrong with you. Absolutely. Which for me as a new mom was something I just needed to hear from someone else, right? So yeah. that 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 support that we can give each other is really powerful. It's so powerful. Stick together. Ask for help because we're here for you. Kim, one more time, where can we go if if we're thinking we need a little bit of assistance and maybe someone to talk to? So talk to your OB, your primary care provider. You can call the Behavioral Health Navigation Line um, through Intermountain at 833-442-2211. If it's an emergency, uh, seek care at a, at a, a access center or an emergency department. Amazing. Thank you so much for all the advice, Kim. You're just incredible. Kim Myers, Behavioral Health Clinic Program Manager at Intermountain Healthcare and social worker and mom. You're incredible. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for sharing. Oh, thank you. And thank you for listening to Fresh Off the Set. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe. And we will see you next week. Congrats, you made it to the end. If you want to continue to freshen up your day, you can watch us on Fresh Living every weekday on CBS Channel 2 in Utah at 1 o'clock. You can also watch us on our YouTube channel, KUTV Fresh Living, and follow us on social media. We will see you next week.